1: The were good, Nick, but they didn't make it sound like that. All right. You've got to remember this. Good morning. good
2: morning. Good morning.
1: And welcome. I'm Lois Jones. I'm the platform assistant today, and I'll be sharing the announcements and upcoming events with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're happy that you're with us, and if, if, if this, if Wow. If this is your first visit here, please grab a uh, welcome packet from the usher as you exit the sanctuary this morning. Then please join us after service in the social hall for great conversation and fellowship with one another and refreshments and tasty treats provided by our fabulous, fabulous hospitality team. We're now working on getting new doors for the church. Information will be forthcoming as available. We are doubling the stakes. Yeah. We're doubling the stakes and well on our way toward our new goal of $100,000. We have already raised $64,000. Come on. And we're only 36000 away from the new goal. So... Let's double the stakes. These additional funds will help to make our church handicap accessible. Reverend Kelly's prosperity prosperity class will be held on Tuesdays, beginning this Tuesday, September the 5th through October 24th, from 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. Study and practice prosperity principles from the viewpoint of Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore. The required textbook for this class is Prosperity by Charles Fillmore, and it's available on Amazon.com or Unity.org. It's not too late to sign up for this class. Just email Reverend Kelly, the senior minister at UnityFH.com. Welcome back from the summer break. It's time to get busy and watch for the falling leaves. The Veterans Peer Support Group will meet today at 12 p.m. and will will resume regular scheduled meetings on the first Sunday of each month. Critical Conversations resumes next Monday, September the 11th at 7 p.m. and UFH Ukulele Group meets Sunday, September the 17th at 11.30 a.m. The Women's Group will meet next Sunday, September the 10th, at 11.30 in Room 2-2. In Room 2, wow. All are welcome and invited to come and join in to make fleece tie blankets for the Adopt-a-Pet event. Bring sharp fabric scissors, scissors, I don't know what's wrong with my tongue this morning. Bring sharp fabric scissors and rulers. The fabric will be provided. For more questions or details, see Eileen Lindberg. Join us for our annual World Day of Prayer service on Wednesday, September the 13th at 7 p.m. led by our own prayer chaplains. Unity's theme this year is Heart of Healing. Let's all come together to radiate a collective heart of healing in reflection, meditation, and prayer for ourselves and the entire world. This special service will be in person and on YouTube. The men's group will have their first meeting Saturday, September the 16th at 10 a.m. here at the church in order to help set up for the Adopt-a-Pet and Family Fun Day, which will follow on the same day, Saturday, September the 16th, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So bring the family and come prepared to enjoy a day of family fun and maybe adopt that pet that your kids have been begging you for and that you'll have to take care of. (laughs) Cher Lewis is our prayer chaplain today and will be available to pray with you after service near the patio doors. Please exit the sanctuary immediately after service. Please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through the newsletter that's emailed every Friday to stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events. And now, as the music team sings Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds for spiritual communion and our opening prayer. Thank you.
3: Good to have you here today. and We're going to go ahead and do our spiritual communion. Every first Sunday of the month, starting this year, we have started to do that. So we're doing this to activate the spiritual powers within ourselves. There's 12 spiritual powers that we have, and in unity each month represents the, a spiritual power. So for, Octo- for September, the spiritual power is divine order. The disciple is James, son of Alphaeus, and the Location that Charles Fillmore, he put all of this together, he's the co-founder of Unity. The location that is your power center for order is in the naval area. And so what we're going to do is, as we do this spiritual communion, there, you'll have a couple affirmations in there that we will activate this power within ourselves. This is a very sacred thing for me. James actually represents the harmony and balance available through centering our awareness with the presence of God. So that's what we're going to do. So let us begin. The Lord's Supper has a place in the Church of Christ. Our church observes it in spirit. It is the spirit that gives life and understanding. Symbols are useful to the extent that they serve to point us to the realities for which they stand. When understanding and realization of truth are attained, the symbols may no longer be necessary. And so I will say my part, and this is a call and response. So as you say your part, what I'd like you to do is say it from the spirit within, because you're activating from that Christ within. Of what is the Lord's Supper a symbol? Bread represents the substance of spirit, the body of Christ. Wine represents the life of spirit, the blood of Christ. How are we transformed by the blood of Jesus? By accepting the life of Christ as our own. The blood of Jesus is his life. He uh, uh, He came to bring to all of us the knowledge of the abundant omnipresent life. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. How did Jesus say that we should worship God? God is spirit and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Supper is a form of spiritual worship and must be spiritually understood. Take that in. That's a physical expression of spiritually worshiping God. Other churches do that through crackers or um, some type of uh, wafer. Thank you. Wafer on their mouth. And then they drink maybe some real wine or some grape juice. We're doing it spiritually on a deeper level. How may we discern the the Lord's body? How do we eat of his body and drink of his f- blood? We discern the Lord's body by recognizing that it is substance and that it is within us. We eat the body of Christ's substance and drink his blood, life, by affirming the omnipresence this is the true sacrament our bodies are vitalized and renewed when we partake of that sacrament now this is a spiritual partaking gently close your eyes and tune into your heart center as we say the rest of this part I want you to center it in that space in your heart center right in the center of your chest that's acknowledging our Christian our Christ relationship the relationship with the inner self the presence of God in you and how it is reflected toward ourselves and others. Okay, so we'll go forth. How may we prepare ourselves for communion with our Lord? We may prepare ourselves by affirming deeply and realization, my heart is right with God. My mind is lifted and quickened by the Holy Spirit. Stop for a minute. Let us in. Your heart is right with God. Your mind is lifted and quickened by the Holy Spirit. Breathe that in deeply. Center in that feeling of peace as you realize that deeply within you. And now as we make this next affirmation, we're activating the power of divine order within us. Together, My ability to organize, balance, sequence, and adjust is aligned with Christ. Say that one more time. My ability to organize, balance, sequence, and adjust is aligned with Christ. Let us see, seek in. This is important because this is how we co-create with God. Through our ability to align our minds with God to adjust ourselves when we realize we're out of alignment and to feel the balance of spirit working harmoniously in us. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it onto them saying, "This is my body which is given for you." Let's say this next part softly. I now partake of spiritual substance As I meditate within my heart and mind upon the words of Christ, I now realize that the Christ body is being formed in my consciousness. I radiate living substance. Now before we say this next part, let yourself center deeply because you're activating this piece as well together. My life is balanced in order and all is well. Say it again. My life is balanced in order. Okay. Let that sink in. Gently close your eyes and take a deep breath and breathe that in. I speak it over you. Your life is balanced and in order no matter how it looks and all is well. And that will always be so because you are one with that order. Or take a deep breath and breathe it in. Exhale deeply. Let that knowing settle deeply within you. Okay, now we'll continue. And he took a cup and when he gave, had given thanks, he gave to them. And they all drank of it, and he said unto them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. And now let us affirm our part softly. I now drink of the life of Christ as I meditate upon spirit and the truth of his works within my heart and mind. I feel the creative power of life more abundantly. Let yourself feel it. Feel it, that spark of energy within you. Let it radiate as a feeling of peace because our words are power. And as you say this, the vibration within you activates your truth. Breathe it in deeply. And when we get to the last part, of this next affirmation that says I am that I am let's say it three times activating our spirit our soul and our body together I am the Christ one with the living God I am that I am I am that I am I am that I am and yes you are you are that I am and now let's go ahead and finish out This is our way of saying, and the last part that says, thank you, God, amen, say it as if it's just your punctuation mark to solidify it in your spirit and soul. Together, we consecrate ourselves through recognizing our purpose to bear witness to the truth only, to speak truth, to hear truth, to seek truth, to the best of our understanding and ability. In this way, we can. Thank you, God. Amen. Gently close your eyes and take that in. As we close this out, let your hearts be filled with gratitude. We are activated in the power of divine order. Thank you, God. Amen. Give them another hand, please. That song always gets me, because that's, um, that's one of my things, is learning how to leave it all behind. I don't know about y'all, but that's one of the things that I've been working on the most, one of them, most in my life, is letting go of what people think of me, letting, letting go of perfection, letting go of all of that. Howard asked me yesterday, Am I confident in my speaking? And it made me think about how terrified I used to be. I still am sometimes too. Terrified I used to be to, be, to speak in public, especially in high school. And uh, when I was younger, you know, you do your book reports or your little reports with your groups and all this stuff. And I used to always, I was perfe- perfectionist, so I used to always do my best and read everybody's parts and make sure they were perfect and line everything up. And I always ended up being the one who had to present. Yeah. And then I get to college, you know, and my sister and I were working at uh, tr- uh, President Tuxedo at the time. I worked at President Tuxedo for almost 30 years on and off. And, you know, my sister and I, the one who passed away named Sandy, we were in a marketing class, and so we decided for our presentation that we'd rent tuxedos. So I had on a nice little tail, and my sister had on another tuxedo, and we had jackets that we switched, and part of our presentation was to do, it was a speech class, to do a marketing thing. So I was nervous to get up there, and there was one other person in the group, and we put it all together and practiced it and all that, and of course, I had to lead it again. And that was scary for me. But I'm realizing according to God's divine order that that was God's way of practicing with me and preparing me for what God had for me to do. So the part that I needed to let go of was that worry and that concern of me showing up and messing up and just be the presence of God. Amen? Amen. So that when I let my human side decrease, the spirit comes forth. So in that vein... Let me go ahead and pray, thanking you, God, for this message about the power of divine order, thanking you for working in me to demonstrate it, and thanking you, God, for the beauty of your mighty works in our lives. Amen. Now, one of the beauties that's a mighty work is something that doesn't feel good. And that's hot flashes. <laughs> the men don't understand. I felt like it was more than that spotlight. I like was, woo. I'm like, God, I'm not Paul in Damascus. Woo. Oh, my lordy, lordy. I mean, on the one hand, it's a—it's a—you know—it's an initiation into a, another part of womanhood. But on the other hand, oh holy God! I wish it was a fan up in here. I can—I can now. I don't like the ice age, but I can deal with the ice age at the moment. I'm telling you. <laughs> Woo! Okay, but it's in divine order, right? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I apologize for stripping. But I'm not going to go any further. I apologize. Now maybe when I get home, that's for those, you know, we're going to quiet ourselves. Are there any kids in here? OK. So as we go according to, as we talk about the power of divine order, when, when Howard was asking me, I answered and I said, sometimes, you know, he wanted me to elaborate a little bit more. But in my mind, I'm sitting there wondering, why did I say sometimes? And it's because sometimes when I don't feel I've covered every point, I feel like I didn't do well. I'm not as confident. But then I, forget, but then I remember that if God is covering it, if God's using me, I don't have to cover every point. I cover the points that God has for me to cover. Amen? Amen. So today as we step into... Speaking on the power of divine order, I love, I love, I love, I love this, co- this topic because this is how God created all of the world. The divine order, the process of divine order is mind, idea, expression. So in the mind of God are the ideas of creation that come into fruition. And when you deal with it on a human level, it is mind, it is thought, and it is expression. So we, in our minds, align our minds up with the mind of God. We think on the divine ideas of God, and as we think on the divine ideas of God, we express according to how we are guided by God. Now, that's the operative part: how we are guided, uh, guided by God. That part right there, that part right there, is a big piece, because during times when things are going well, it's easy. When, it's, when things are peaceful and you have your time to sit and sit with God and be in your, your little routine of study of uh, meditating and praying and kumbaya, it feels really, really good. And you can see God active in your life. You can see your mind lining up with God, your thoughts lining up with God's, the ideas, and you expressing according to how you are guided by God. Anyone ever had those times where you knew you were hearing God and you're guided by God? Or those times where you just did what you felt led to do and it worked out perfectly. Anybody ever had those moments? In those moments. Yeah, you you thought I was going to ask them to say yes again. I'm going to let it slide this time. Because they're telling the truth. I'm going to let it slide. It's not an affirmation part. So it's the telling the truth part. Now in Matthew chapter 6. Verse 31 through 34, Jesus is closing up a part that says don't worry. He's already shared that the lilies don't have to worry about how to be clothed. He's already shared that the birds don't worry about what to eat. And he's telling us not to worry. He says, why worry about it? If God takes care of the lilies, wh- and wh- how much more will God take care of you? Now, there's a difference between the lilies and the birds and the animals and the bees, the birds and the bees and the apples and the trees. There's a difference between that because there's an instinctive uh, part of them that automatically does, that doesn't really think but just does, even in the times when they're in fight-or-flight mode. They see something coming, they run, or they stay still in camouflage, or they attack. Instinctively, they do that. But 15 minutes later, after the event is over, they let it go. Can we say the same thing? Like, for real, for real. Sometimes. Sometimes Sometimes we can let it go. What helps us to let it go is when we follow what Matthew says in chapter 6, Verse 33, it says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Do we do that every time? For real, for real. I'm just asking. Some of us can do it pretty much often, but to do it every single moment, we don't always do that. And the beautiful part is that there's this secret thing in divine order that will remind us that we are out of alignment. And that is when things seem to be going wrong and how you feel inside, or things even seem to be going well and how you're feeling inside. And that feeling inside is connected how, to how you're thinking about what's going on. Your mind, remember, part of that creation process. And how your mind is focused on something else other than the process of God. So you begin to think about something other than what is the process of God. And you begin to experience the opposite. Do you get that? For instance, I've had moments where, you know, the saying, you get up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, I've had my moments where I've gotten up on the wrong side of the bed. And then I, you know, you're rushing and you're trying to get things over and things keep going wrong like over and over again, they keep going wrong. When I was younger, I used to say, you know Murphy's Law? I'm living that right now. That's happening to me right now. Then I went on to say, you know Murphy's Law? Well, I'm Murphy's best friend. I didn't realize that as I looked at those things as being bad, as I judged those things as being wrong, And as I spoke over myself that I was Murphy's Law, that I was co-creating that experience through divine order. My mind was aligned with what was the distractions, those things that were going wrong, quote-unquote. My ideas were thinking how bad it was that they were going wrong and they're going to continue to go wrong. And then I began to experience that in my life. Amen? Have you all had those times before? Yes. Now, in Matthew, Matthew says to seek God first. So even in those moments where that happens, you stop. Now I stop. And you look at where you are out of alignment. Sometimes things going wrong is a blessing. Sometimes when you don't get what you thought you were or you were working for really hard can be a blessing. Because later on and down the line, you needed not to be in that spot when what you're about to go through was coming into your life. Do you get that? And so I'm looking at life deeply and we're going to be going into the book revelation. And that is a book that has been difficult for people to understand. But when you look at revelation, according to what the thoughts were back in first century Judaism, revelation means to reveal or unveil. Now this was during the, um, in the Greek they call it the apocalyptic book. Now, this is what the apocalyptic viewpoint is that as things keep going wrong and when they get the worst, celebrate because God's about to step in. And when you read through the symbolism of it, you realize that this is a coded message to the followers of Jesus to stay encouraged no matter what you go through because you will be rewarded. Now, back in that time, they thought Jesus was going to come right away. And then when they realized Jesus wasn't going to come right away, that's when they started getting discouraged. And so that's why Revelation. John is at the Isle of Patmos, Patmos, and he's sitting there. And in in the beginning of the book, he says that he, on the day of the Lord, well, the Lord's Day, rather, because they're different. The Lord's Day represents the Sunday, which they had changed it to through in Christianity, represents Sunday. In Judaism, Saturday is the day of Sabbath. But when Christianity was created, it was shifted to Saturday, uh, Sunday. He's sitting there on the Lord's day. He's in spirit. And he gets this revelation. Now, things are going wrong for him, quote unquote, because he's in jail in this aisle. This aisle wasn't a place to go luxury and enjoy yourself. It was a jail. It was a place where you went to do hard labor. And they sent him there because he was spreading the good news. And this revelation was important because it was a way of encouraging that no matter what you go through, God will be there. But this is the thing. And I'm learning it more and more and more. I'm listening. You can only activate the power of divine order when you are sincere that you truly want to change, number one, And you are sincere that you truly want to change according to God's way, number two. And you are sincere that you are willing to do what you are being asked to do by God. And the most important thing that we're asked to do by God is to let it go. Take your hands off of it and let it go. Years ago, and I've probably, I've shared this story before, but it, hits me deeply now because divine order has so much power to shift the way you think about things, so much power to create a deep sense of peace inside of you, so much power to even shift your circumstances because it shifts you. It shifts the decisions you make, and those decisions you make take you out of your circumstances situation. I remember when my mom was re-diagnosed with cancer. She had gone through the chemo, she had gone through the radiation, and it came back and it was in her lungs. And it seemed like at that point, time, there's the most terrible thing happening, like things were going, had gone wrong, it came back. And it's so crazy because I was intentional on sitting with God during that time and I was looking in my heart. I was searching in my heart. It was so interesting that there wasn't a part of me that thought that this was the worst, ter- most terrible thing that happened. Like I was sitting there expecting my human side to fall apart, like really. I, my mother was our best friend. She had, there were five of us. And then my father, she, she spoke to all of us every single day. She was deep in our hearts. She was deep in our hearts. And, I, and I'm, I'm sitting there searching for this devastating peace that they say is terminal and she's, she's going to pass away. And then, even when they put her in hospice for those 17 days, beginning August 1st through August 17th, I'm sitting there looking for something to like, I, I'm, 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 and it's not there because I have sw- switched my way of seeing death my way of thinking about transition, my way of really holding my mom in my heart. We had decided in my family that we'd hold love in our hearts so deeply that we would touch every moment as if it was the last moment. And it was no part of me that had any regret. And so I'm sitting there waiting for that. And I'm I'm, I'm realizing right now that the power of divine order was that my mind was already aligned with the relationship with God so deeply that there was no part of my human side that saw that as bad. And I couldn't fabricate it because I was coming sincerely from what God was telling me. Now, I do miss her. It was 2003. I miss her. uh, Five, rather. 2005. I miss her deeply. But no part of my heart sees it as something bad that happened to our family. I see it as the process that she touched our hearts so deeply. And I remember on Mother's Day 2011 when I was to speak at Transforming Love Community, which is Reverend Reverend, uh, Bonnie Gardner's church. And it was Mother's Day. And I'm sitting there missing my mother. Now, I was crying at that moment because my human part wanted to talk to my mother. You know how you get, pick up the phone and you want to, like, I still had that, and it had been a while. And at that moment, I did ask her, Mama, why did you leave us? And she said, Baby, I did everything I was supposed to do in a human. Now I'm working from the spirit. Now, that touched me so much more deeply that when I have my moments of missing my mother, it's bittersweet because I miss her physical presence, but I love, love, love that she was in my life. And I love, love, love that I know I can talk to her spirit expression now. So people at the home going celebration were saying, we're so sad. Your prayers weren't answered. And we say, yes, they were. And I don't know who this message is for, but I know this is totally different than what I came up here to speak about. That's the process of divine order. My mind was lined up with the power of God within me. My heart was lined up at that point. And I was young then. So it comes in sometimes when you least expect it. The law is the law is the law, whether you're conscious of it or not. I wasn't as conscious of it then as I am now. Maybe because God would, I would have doubted it had I. My dad calls me doubting Thomas for a reason. But it's beautiful because no matter what we go through in life, you can change how you experience it. I am so grateful, my sister transitioned too. I am so grateful to have had them in my life and to have loved them so deeply. And when I miss them and I'm crying, I'm celebrating at the same time because it is because I love so deeply and God used them to love me so deeply. I God used me to love them so deeply. Divine order was in action and God processed their life so they can transition to the higher level, but their presence is still with us. And some of you may be missing someone too. You're missing them because that's how deeply God used them to love you. And through the process of aligning our mind with the consciousness of God, no matter what we are going through, no matter how deep it hurts, there's a celebration there because that's how deeply they touched my mother and my sister touched me deeply. And I wasn't in the room when my sister passed. And I promise you that hurt me because I was her protector. Ever since she was little. She was right under me. She called me OG because I fought anybody who looked at her wrong. I fought anybody who looked at my family wrong. Until I learned to love them. And I wasn't in the room with her. And I told her I wouldn't leave her. Her husband only wanted my father, my brother, and him and his brother. And I said, but I'm the minister. I told her I wouldn't leave her. I had envisioned myself holding her hand when she took her last breath. But that wasn't God's plan. God's plan is active in everybody's life. I'll say it again. No matter how it looks, God's plan is active in everybody's lives. And if you are hurting, no matter what, whether it's because of someone transitioned or your life has changed or whatever, it is easier to go through it. It is easier to feel the presence of God when you truly go to the well, when you truly sit in the presence of God. When you truly begin to think on the love of God, truly begin to think on the divine ideas of God. And what will happen is you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans says that Romans 12 and 12 says that not to be conformed by the outer world, but that you would be renewed by the transforming of your mind. But only if you choose to go to God, to seek ye first the kingdom. It is in you, it is in you, it is acting as you and you have choice for it to manifest more powerfully in your life. The power of divine order is that it creates whatever you decide to create. If you don't like how your life is feeling, shift how you're thinking about it. That'll shift you. Sit and ask God, what is next? God will guide you. Only follow and do what you are guided to do. You're not meant to do anymore. We are expressions of God here to be the love of God in action, and through that love, everything else comes into fruition. I could go into the metaphysicals about it, but I don't feel like doing that at this moment. I feel like leaving it in the place that you have choice. You have choice to be the expression of divine order. And divine order is always working in you. God's love is always loving you. We say every every time we close out the prayer for protection. I want you guys to say that with me softly. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. That is not just a poem. That is the real deal. God's light is surrounding you. God's love is enfolding you. God's power is protecting you. And the presence of God is watching over you. The truth is, and it always will be, that wherever you are, God is there with you. And the more you tune into it, the power of divine order, the power of the creation in you will activate exactly what you need in that moment and bring you exactly into the circumstance you need in that moment. When things go wrong, shift how you look at it, because there's a reason it's going wrong. There's times I didn't get into a place. There's times I didn't have relationships. There's times that people left my life and I realized that was the best thing that could ever have happened to me. Shift how you think. First, bring your mind in alignment with God. Divine order. We're doing the divine order. So I close your eyes. Put your hand over your heart. Feel the presence of God. And feel yourself being encompassed right now, being just filled and infused with the presence of God's mind because you are. And now bring to mind what may be concerning you right now. Take a deep breath. And know that God's mind is right there with you. Ask God, show me the divine idea that's connected to my circumstance. Let it come to you. And if it doesn't come, know that it is there and just sit in the presence of God. Let it enfold you right now. Let it activate your mind right now. Let it change how you're feeling right now. Let it bring forth a spirit of peace right now take another deep breath breathe in deeply and say to yourself right now in this moment you can say it whisper it out loud right now in this moment God is here wherever I am God is there and all is well no matter how it feels God is there And all is well. And just say thank you for your divine order. Thank you for guiding me in your divine order. All is well. All is well. All is well. With my soul, with my mind, with my heart, and with my body. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you all.
0: All right, so we're going to close it in. We're going to bring the energy up here in the room. If you feel like clapping, join in. We're going to have a good time, celebrate uh, this wonderful message and this wonderful service today.
3: I love, I love, I love, I love our band. The best man in unity, I'm telling you. Mm, mm, mm. Woo. So I'm inviting you right now as we move into the space of divine order and in, in divine order is the abundance of God, the prosperity of God. Gently close your mind, I mean your eyes. Take a deep breath. <laughs> I meant your eyes. <laughs> Gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. And let it come to mind what you feel led to give for a love offering for today. Take another deep breath. <sighs> and let us affirm our love offering blessing together. If you need to open your eyes to see the board, please I mean the screen, please do so. <laughs> together, divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have. Wait, all... All wait, 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 wait. We did it wrong. We did it wrong. I'm, I'm caught up. Lois, you tripped me. The... <laughs> Lois was tongue-tied. Now I'm tongue-tied. We're gonna change it all around. We're gonna say it the way we start. We're gonna, we the new way. We're gonna start all over again together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I am, all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And I'm not blaming you, Lois. I'm not blaming because I'm taking that off. I'm not. We're gonna we we doing. Murphy's law's not working up in here. Let's stand up. And let's do our prayer for protection. Speaking the word of God over our life, over the world, as if we know that it is so. We've already affirmed it through spirit. We've been activated through divine order. Now let's say this as if we truly know it to be so. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are. God is and all is well.